What up, what up, everybody out there in podcast land? Welcome back to another edition of the Year I Said a Podcast. Brainchild of my child. I am the dad half of this thing, Ross Cooper. I'm working with the awesome, amazing, cool other half of this show. Kane, Kane, please introduce yourself to the people. In the mortal, in the mortal words of Joel T's, the Brooklyn MC. Yeah, what's good with y'all? Hope y'all having a good day. <laughs> Let's get to it. So. Today, we're talking about college. Not the pros, not the pros. We're talking about college. <laughs> In my best AI voice. Um, it appears college sports and things of that nature have been in the news for a while. Now, I will lead off with this. I am happy we get to talk about a situation where nobody died. Nobody got shot. There are no mass shooters. There's no thoughts and prayers. I'm happy we get to do that today. That is awesome. That is awesome. Great. I am still unhappy that we will still be discussing race and class and the ways this country just doesn't get it. So we're going to lead off. Um, the lovely, lovely, lovely Jamel Hill. She's like awesome. Wrote an article a couple weeks back about why black players should take their talents to black schools. And she has caught a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of heat for it. And I am dumbfounded at some of the comments. Um, You read the article. What did you think? I mean, I thought she was completely right. And almost piggybacks on what you said a while ago. I don't know if he said it on air or not, but the thing about the NFL, if all the black athletes left and formed their own league, I think how powerful that would be and how the NFL would basically cease to exist because most of your prominent athletes are black. So if, if your prominent athletes in college choose to go to HBCU versus going to Oregon, uh, the big, the big, uh, the big schools or whatever, predominantly white schools, it would be a huge, huge problem because, well, for them, because now we're keeping all our talent. So now they're going to get more money because all the uh, predominant talent is in the HBCU. So it will upset the established order. And I think it's smart. I don't know why she's catching flag for it because it's, it's really smart. You keep the money within us. Keep the talent with us, within us. So that means everyone will have to pay attention to them. It sheds more lights to the schools. But yeah, that's all I had to think about. Let's see. As, as, as always, we got to look at the levels and layers. And she brought up a very interesting point. She actually had a follow-up article that I read as well. So I apologize in advance if I'm, I'm pulling from both of them. But the reason, and here's the ugly that no one wants to say out loud. The reason this becomes problematic, and she spoke on it, is because this takes us back in time to Black Wall Street. For some odd reason, yeah. Black empowerment, Black economic empowerment in particular, makes a certain group of folk very nervous. And oh no, we cannot have that. Very interesting. It's very interesting. As long as we're together and you do not upset the established order, 
no one complains. But when there's black money and black dollars going back to black people in black communities, well, wait a minute. That's segregationist. That's not King's dream. King said it doesn't matter about the color of your skin. Right. Because it benefits you. That, that's right. when it doesn't matter. That's when it doesn't matter. Because Alabama, and you know how much I love Duke. I love Coach K. Duke, um, other places, Clemson. These are primarily white schools, and I'm willing to bet if you look at their board of trustees, you see white people. If you look at the head the department heads, you're going to see more white people. Millions of dollars generated from majority black players. Now, to be fair, based on the numbers I read, it's not a huge majority. I think D1A school, no, in the power conferences, I think I read that it's like 54% black in football, 56% black in basketball. So it's not a huge majority, but it goes back to what you just stated. If everybody black decided to say, hey, we're going to stay in black schools, just, just, you know, we're just going to stay in black schools. That would turn the establishment on its ear. How yep. you know? And there's and and I get how this is gonna sound, but let's be all the way real. Do you want to watch a lot of a bunch of white boys play basketball? Mm, mm, I don't know. Not not sure. Not sure. But the answer to that seems to be a resounding no, because since Jamel Hill brought this up. She's been called a segregationist. Wow. How I I didn't I, Wow. <laughs> I didn't know you could be a segregationist. That, that, that's what happened to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps and reinvest in your own community. Like so when white folks graduate from Harvard and give back to Harvard and Harvard in turn uses that money to Help more white kids or whatever go to their school is is, is that segregationist too? It's <laughs> a good question. You know, I'm 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 just saying, but yeah, Jamel's taking a lot of heat about this article, and I'm like, all she said was black players go to black schools. This just then, it's a historically black college. Um, that doesn't preclude. White folks going. If if you apply and you're a white person and you get in, guess what? You go. We're just saying it's a historically black college where primarily black folk go and don't have to deal with the the fish out of water, even for some athletes that they experience in white school. But Jamel's taking some hell of a lot of heat from some very interesting people in very interesting places. Tucker Carlson not being one of them. That's that's not surprising at all. But um <laughs> So let me ask you something, because I'm reading this, I'm reading this, I'm reading this, I'm reading this. The, I do have an issue with Jamel's idea. I do have an issue with it. Can you guess what that is? The one thing she didn't mention? What? Um and we're gonna we're gonna touch on this a little bit later in more detail. Jamel is simply saying, and I don't know if she, she didn't mention it because or what have you, only Jamel knows, but it's, it's, and I know how this is going to come off when I say it, right? But just, just working on this one. It's trading one slave owner for another. Here's what I mean. If the NCAA 
is is pretty much free free labor, right? We're getting millions of dollars off free labor, right? And yeah, yeah. all yeah. I'm doing is changing where the labor works, who benefits from the labor, but the labor doesn't get paid. Guess what you've done? Slave masters. Okay, I, right, I mean right, I see right, your point, right. right? But like, it's also the conversation should be twofold. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'm saying, that, but it's also the money is going back into black schools to help black people and people in that area. Agreed. So it's like I Agreed. I hear you, but there's also a good side because now it's going back in the hands of black people. Agreed. Absolutely so. But there's still no discussion on what? The labor getting paid. You what? are just talking about where the fruits of the labor goes, but no one no in that article no one in either article was about the labor getting paid, which to me is not is not a case where you can't have both these conversations. Now, what's scary is all she said was go to black schools and everybody lost their shit. <laughs> like, that's the scary part. Uh, you just say, hey, right. because black economic empowerment is, is, has been Dangerous. historically shown Dangerous. to be, at least legally anyway, problematic. <laughs> but if, if we're talking about like, if you say black athletes go to black schools and on top of that, we're going to pay you something, right? Something. Then I don't, I don't need to go to Duke anymore. I don't, I don't need to go to Notre Dame anymore. I don't, I don't need to go to Baylor anymore. And guess what? The other thing she mentioned, and other people have known for a long time, but for some odd reason, we can't fully seem to wrap our mind around. We are the cool. We decide what's cool here. I am hard right. pressed, and I'm not even being, you know, racial, but I'm hard pressed to quit pop quiz, right? I'll give you 10 seconds if you need it. Tell me the last really cool thing, pop culture wise, that white folks are responsible for. Go. Opioids. <laughs> Let's see. See. That was love. Uh, that was love. Uh, okay. I'm You're in sorry. the middle of an opioid epidemic. What is wrong with you? Oh. What's wrong with you? Oh, wow. Shame on me. Oh, why can't I say that? Opioids. Man, whatever. And say not when crack was the epidemic. It wasn't even academic. Whatever. I'm just saying. It's a problem. We're in the middle of an opioid epidemic. These people need rehab. People are sick. Hmm. What type of people? Did you answer that? Oh, you can't hear the sarcasm in my voice. Hi, I'm Ross. Nice to meet you. <laughs> but well, I, all, all jokes point. aside, no. Yeah, mm -hmm. all jokes aside, I can't name one. No, I can't. Um, wait, 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 wait. I got one. I got one. Vans. Remember, that comes up, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm sure someone will tell me if I am, I do believe that comes from skater culture. And by and large, be it Tony Hawk, so on and so forth, skater culture is pretty much white boy culture. Pretty much white culture. So, vans are mad cool. Everybody rocks vans now. Uh, what? I, I guess. 
Fuck me, it's black skateboarders too, but I hear But, yeah, we gotta go, well, skater culture, essentially, like I said. Name me the most prominent black skateboarder. Um, but we all know Tony Hawk. We all know Tony Hawk. And, and I, I, mean, I don't... do believe we can... Go ahead. You know, we can safely associate vans with skater culture, so there's something cool that that white folks are behind. That that the country's on. It's pop culture. It's cool. It's hip. Everybody rocks vans except me. I've never owned a pair of vans. I'm still loyal to my chucks. But vans are what's good. Everybody rocks vans. So I'll give you that. Is it hip hop? No. <laughs> Is it hip? No. Nothing's hip hop. But everyone rocks vans. But you see where I'm going there. We are the curators of cool. We have been for a long, long time. And the people go where we go. So it's it's a self-solving problem. Like one of the problems I read about is she mentioned how a lot of HBCUs just don't have the facilities of an Oregon. You know, Oregon, backed by Nike, right? You're going to have a top-notch, almost NFL-like training facility. You're not going to get that right. in some HBCUs. Just not. But they're under, if we all underfunded. said, yeah, their, their athletics program just does not generate the revenue because Grambling is not in a bowl game. Not in one of the, power, not, not one of the top bowl games. So the revenue isn't there, and it's, it's, it's circular. It's a circular problem. If you get the athletes, you get the facilities. But if you get the facilities, you get the athletes. But you need the athletes to get the facilities. So it's 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 that problem. But everybody said, you know what? We're going to be the trendsetters. We're going to start the new Fab Five at HBCU. Guess what? Everybody would watch. Yep. All of a sudden, the school's getting offered a TV contract. All of a sudden, the school's getting upgraded facilities. So and get endorsements and all that. Yep. Exactly. But that's, that's not what's going on here. But Jamel Hill, even so much as mentioning like, really? Segregationist? This is a king's dream? <laughs> what? Reaching 101, yo. That's just... And people remember things the way it suits them because towards the end of King's life, he mentioned how, you know what? I think I might have led my folk... Paraphrasing. Think about a land my folk to a burning house with all this whole integration talk. Like, whoa, hold up a second. This ain't going the way we thought. But, you know, we don't want to talk about that part. It's, it's, it's black folk, black schools is not king to dream. And Obama was. Oh, my bad. My bad. I mean, no one is, it's not segregation, it's because no one's saying white people can't attend HBCUs. Just saying, if we want to even the playing field, more black or top black athletes should go back to HBCU so they can get the attention, which means they get the funding, which means they're a powerhouse too. It's not just the historically, historically white colleges that are all the powerhouse that people want to watch. Right. Right. So just even the playing field, that in my eyes, I could be wrong. Agreed. No, I, I'm with you. Like that's how it is. But like I said, my only not my only criticism. And this is this is a follow up to it. Well, Chris is that well, you switched one 
it's still under the same, it's still under the same system. So the conversation to me should be simultaneous. You go to black schools, but also these black schools provide a stipend, provide something for the, um, the student. If not, you're just playing the same game elsewhere, and the money being made off of you is going elsewhere. It's much more noble, of course, because it's going to, to the black community, so on and so forth. It's going to upgrade the facilities, not just sports facilities. I think that's the thing some people miss. The revenue generated from athletics programs is not just all funneled back into the athletics program. It's right. top-notch faculty. It's, it's, it's microscopes and, and everything else for the engineering program. So the money from generated from athletics is not just funneled back into athletics. Some of that goes into the university itself to make it a more attractive university for other people. But the people making the money aren't getting any. At least not officially. Not yet. At least not officially. <laughs> not not yet. yet. Shout out to California. Shout out to California. At least not officially. But um, yeah, I just found it interesting. I, I strongly suggest our uh, listeners have a read of um, Jamel's article. Have a read of her rebuttal after all of the ish hit the fan. And if there's a if there's a flaw in what she's saying, I, I welcome any comments about it. Because like I said, the only flaw I found is very loosely, you're trading one master for another. And both of those conversations should be happening. Go to black schools, pay the athlete. Now, um shifting gears slightly. <laughs> About that pay the athletes part. Oh boy. Oh gosh. You know, I really used to like Tim Tebow. I really did. It's, it is not that I dislike him now. I don't dis I don't dislike Tim Tebow now. I yeah. <laughs> okay, you you go, you go. I'll 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 collect myself. Tebow had a very um, interesting interview, and people been lighting his ass up for the past couple of days. Um, please explain to the folks what we're referring to. Yeah, I think uh, recently on ESPN, going up against Max and sometimes Coon Juice Stephen A. Smith, uh, Tebow saying <laughs> was saying basically. Oh, um, we shouldn't pay our athletes in college because it's going to ruin the college experience. It's not the NFL, amateurism, blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. I was there for to enjoy the experience. I wasn't there about getting paid. I don't care about the money. It was all about the experience and the culture and the, the, the competitions. So you didn't have to worry about that stuff because then if they start getting paid, they're going to worry about the money and then it's not going to be the same anymore. Yada, yada, yada. And everyone's like, Tebow. Not everyone has the same background as you. Everyone's not white and everyone's not privileged. So people aren't there to have, enjoy the experience. Most of them are there to get out of where, where, where they came from to make it to the NFL, which is a stepping stone. It's not there for the experience. Like you're talking from a very privileged person. Like, nah, it, sh it should be that the athletes get some type of conversation because they're making billions of dollars off my, my name and my likeness. Why can't I get a dime off of that? Why can't I get a dime off signed autographs? Why can't I get a dime off of my jersey sales? You're using my likeness. 
and I can't make no money. You're limited, limited me to make any type of money. So it was like, Tebow, Tebow, Tebow. I used to love you, man. You're a righteous dude, very nice guy and all that, but you're, you're dead wrong on this. And, and Stephen Coon Smith, sometimes, you should not have been agreed with him. You, you of all people should have been on Max's side. Like, yo, I like, I respect you, Tebow, but I had to disagree with you. Not sitting there, oh, I agree. Oh, I agree. Like, stop it. But that's all I had to say. What, what do you got? What do you think about this? This is crazy. All right. So, so breaking it down, uh, let's start from the top. I'm a Tim Tebow fan. Love the guy. Love his heart. Love his passion in Florida. I love that he just wouldn't quit. He's not a real quarterback. He's not a real quarterback. Oh, I'll show you. And he sends Pittsburgh home in the playoffs and he's playing for Denver. Love Tebow. I always said, yeah. And I've always said this. If NFL offenses were, see, the problem is ego. Um, and this is one of the reasons Belichick is one of, is the greatest coach ever. Belichick has a system, but it, it appears, and I could be wrong, it appears he designs his system around his players, right? So you design this, you look at who you got, you design your system that, that allows the players you have to thrive and make plays. When you think about right. it and run it back all those years on offense, Tom's going to the hall, Randy's going to the hall, but Randy's going to the hall for stuff Randy did before Randy was a Patriot, right? And right. Gronk might. I don't know the numbers. He Gronk will. might. Stop watching for a ball. Gronk he might. Will. But you have the run you have for all this time winning games with receivers my height. So long and short of it, there's only been one Hall of Fame. What, what a couple Hall of Famers you can name on that offense? Yeah, all And three. it's been that offense. And it goes to say, Bill Belichick gets the best out of the players because he has a system that works with the players he has, right? Juxtapose that to someone, say, Phil Jackson. It's triangle, triangle, triangle. And we saw that crash and burn in New York because he did not have the players to run said triangle. So you go back, you go back to, you, I will, I'll say that to say if you had a system that you had coaches that were willing to bend and implement a system that let Tebow, that played the Tebow strength, I think he actually could have had a decent NFL career. Now, as a Florida State fan, I even had to give it up for Tebow. Because, you know, as a Florida State fan, you automatically hate Florida. You automatically hate ugh, Miami. Uh, um, it's, it's there. So I said to say, Tim Tebow's a great guy. Uh, managed to stay, I think, a virgin through college. Wow. No drinking. Wow. Awesome, awesome, awesome stand-up guy. The problem. <laughs> what? <laughs> right, right, right. He's uh, going to be a virgin to a marriage, if I'm not mistaken. That That's his thing. <laughs> So, I mean, I don't really care. That's on him, but hey. hey, it just shows like like he could pick up. I'm pretty sure he'd be the one human that could pick up Thor's hammer. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's that pure what? of heart, yo. Yeah, he could probably he's, pick he's, up Mjolnir and man. Stormbreaker. He's a he's a righteous well, dude. We agree, but but the problem is Tebow is saying what he's saying. He's not all the way wrong, but what he's saying, he's saying in a vacuum. And that's the problem. Like, you, he had some points. 
His points are valid in a vacuum. It is about college pride. It is about the name on the front of the jersey, not the back of the jersey. There's nothing like that Michigan-Ohio State rival. You know. Right. He's got a point. The problem is, Mr. Tebow, you get to enjoy these things. You don't have to worry. You don't have to feel the phone call. Yo, man, man from around the way. You remember him we went to school with? Yeah, man, he got shot. You don't get that phone call. You don't have to worry about that. You're not going to get the phone call. Yo, mom's got the lights cut off, man. You're not going to get that phone call. And you cannot pretend these things don't matter. So I get it. It's the purity of college sports. It's the intention. And he's right. Uh, Big households like a hundred thousand. You know, college stadiums are huge, and they sell out a hundred thousand fans. He's right, but it's a vac. It's it, you're saying it in a vacuum, Timmy. <laughs> you're saying it in a vacuum. It is. It is completely not taking into account that your teammate may very well have economic struggles. And come from a background that you know nothing about. I mean, his teammate was Aaron Hernandez. Ooh, good point. Good point. I forgot all about that one. Forgot about that one. But here's Mm -hmm. here's the thing. Here's the funny thing. I think the opposite might be true. Because I can't be all in on Florida and SEC. If I gotta worry about moms getting their lights cut off. But if you paid me some money, guess what I get to do? I can be all in because I ain't got to worry about mom getting the lights cut off. Exactly. So I see hear that's Tim's why I... point. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I'm saying that's why that's why excuse me for like saying, oh, it's not pure purity of college sports. Man, that's some BS that they sold you on. Purity. What what does the NFL do? They get paid. It's still passion. It's still rivalries. So it was like, if if I don't have to worry about stuff at home anymore, if I'm getting a little paper from y'all, I can still be. It's still going to be a Michigan whatever rivalry. It's still going to be Florida Florida State rivalry. It's still that's not going to change if you pay the people. It's still going to be passion there. Now it's just you taking the weight off my shoulder, so now I can really be all in, like you just said. So miss me with that purity. Oh, not in my college sports, blah, blah, blah. Man, that's that BS they sold you on. I mean, like I said, he, I think he's got a point. I just think it's, I don't. it's spoken <laughs> in true first person. It's spoke, like you said, if you start paying people, because in California, we're going to California is about to go down this very interesting slippery slope where they're attempting to make the NCAA start paying athletes, but it becomes a meritocracy. Like, Okay, should Cam Reddish make the same as Zion? Should players at, you know, NCANT make the same as Duke players? It, it starts well, being Well, does, does the sixth man or the seventh man in the NBA make as much as LeBron James? No. So you can do it the same, the same way the NBA and the NFL do. The top players get the top money. The lower players get lower money, but they still get paid or compensated. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, but it's... it's... <laughs> that's, 
that's fair. If you're a top player, you get top dollar. If you're not, you're not. If you're a top school, you get top dollar. If you're not, you're not. But there's still enough for to divide for everyone to get a certain percentage. Okay. I, I just I I think Tebow's speaking in a vacuum. And and I think he's not taking into account like every story isn't his. There are some students that are there on scholarship that have actual financial concerns. Not, you know, I'm trying to get paid so I can have a gold chain or rims on the car. No, like, I'd like to send money back so my moms could buy food for my brothers and sisters. Right. And, and then the other problem is, <clears throat> in a, again, in a vacuum, Tebow, I believe, has a certain point. But we cannot ignore the literal billions of dollars being made off of these people. Like, that's the thing. If the colleges weren't making billions of dollars, it's a different conversation. But these things aren't occurring in a vacuum, and it's like, you know what? I'm here for the pride. I'm, I'm here for my school. Awesome. That's great, Timmy. We're just going to take this billion dollars here. And <laughs> don't think we need to give you any. You're here for the school. And, and just, like right. I said, I don't, I'm listening to it now, I get where Tim is coming from. It's just not. It's short sighted, and it occurs in a vacuum. One sided. You're very. He's one sided. It's one sided. It's true. It's true. I think that's more accurate. It probably is a little more one. It it is one sided. Not so much short sided, but you're you're correct. It's one sided. Um, and there's that. Um. (laughs) Ah, well now. Speaking of school, speaking of school, hmm. and privilege, I have an interesting take on that though. Someone, uh, someone, I re- um, Facebook friend of mine had a very interesting post, and I can't disagree with it. But Felicity Huffman, Felicity Huffman, and the whole college admission scandal, where you have rich, well-to-do people that happen to be white. I didn't say white rich people. I said rich, well-to-do people that happen to be white, and I'll explain. The reason why momentarily. Um, rich, well-to-do people that happen to be white paid for admissions to top-notch schools. We're going to make that SAT score come up a couple hundred points. Uh, we're going to put you on a sports team that you've never been on in your entire life. And she got, wait for it, jail time. Ooh-wee. That's jail Ooh. time. You going upstate. Oh, wait, not really. It's only for how long? Two weeks. Two weeks, boys and girls. You go to jail for two weeks. There's a strong possibility because you are a nonviolent felon and overcrowding. You don't do a day. Mm-hmm. All right. So, again, it's, it's layers and levels to everything. Here's the interesting part, though. This was, and it, it depends on how you look at it. I will use the term loosely. This was, in certain respects, a victimless crime. No one is hurt. No one is dead. It has been shown through the court proceedings that the kids involved that benefited from this did not know. They were not complicit in this. It wasn't like, yo, you're going to pay this money to get me to school? No, that didn't happen. Felicity Huffman has no criminal record. Uh, no this, no that. 
So realistically, as sour as the taste may be in some people's mouths, um, this was within sentencing guidelines. And uh, there's that. Two weeks. Now, there is one very big reason why this would leave a sour taste in the mouth. Try to explain why that is, sir. Because uh, Black Mom did the, not the same thing, but used a false address to get her child into a better school, and she got five years. Five years! Five years. So, I get it, this is not exactly Apple's Apple. There's Apple with a splash, with a, with a splash of orange here. It's a Skittle. <laughs> it's a Skittle. Not quite, uh, it's not, it's not quite apples to apples. It's not quite apples to oranges. There are some parallels. So, the Skittle, it's a little bit of both. I don't even know there's such things as an apple Skittle, but you get where I'm going. <laughs> but this is, this is more, this is more, this, this is classist on one end, racist on the other. Yep. It's you got both. two weeks, dog. Now I get it. You you had no you had no record. You, no one got killed. No no threatened. Okay, I get it. But so so what we well very rarely there are two words that we don't get to use often, and they carry real weight, right? There are two words. One of them is deserve. You will rarely find anyone to say, "Hey, this person deserved what they got." Someone's always gonna have an issue with what someone else got. So you're rarely gonna find someone, so I'll rarely say deserve, because you're not gonna begin. The other word we rarely use, especially in this country, is fair. Right? Mm -hmm. The only two times I can think of something being fair actually happened in movies. The Joker said chaos is fair. It is fair. And the Thanos snap was fair. Just, I guess. Random, didn't matter, white, black, rich, poor. Thanos Snap was fair. Notice these are both fictional movies. <laughs> so, but you could argue what Felicity got was fair. But you can very easily argue what the other lady got, black lady, who simply, not, not to get her kid into some top-notch Ivy League, foo-foo-she-she, -she, green smoothie school. No, no, no. That's what it was. That's not what it was. It was to just get them to a better school. Right. So maybe you don't have 40 kids in a class. All right. Five years. Five years. You know, I guess by default, when I said you can rarely use the word fair and, 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 it, and it be accurate, this is one of those times you can use unfair and it will very. be very accurate. Yep. And sadly, with a lot of things, when you look at something that happens, you have to ask yourself, does this happen if the person were white? Because Probably that's, not. that's beyond the obvious. That's the only other way to measure in some quantitative way the, the level of, 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 of the disparity between races. Does this happen if person is white probably not we have live examples of this 
with law enforcement? We know the answer there. We know the answer. Like, well, does this happen when the person... Because it's it's, it's real quick, real quick to say, oh, well, you're Eric Garner. Well, he should have been selling cigarettes. And no, 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 you should have been doing this. Well, you know, we've seen white folk murder people. They get taken alive. McDonald's. That will never not piss me off. Just for the record, that will never not piss me off. But, right. but, but it's like I said. Does this when you pose the question, and it is sad. And I will say this: I was having a conversation about it with a buddy of mine not too long ago. Racially exhausted. I'm racially exhausted in a lot of ways. But you can't get away from it. We can't get to the higher level stuff of class, so on and so forth, until we can solve this very basic premise. And when you have to consistently pose the question, does this happen if this person were white? And there's your answer. Now, I'm curious to what happens to every all of the other parents involved in this. Because I don't believe all of the parents involved in this. The bigger names are white. But I don't think all of the parents involved in this are white. So we have to wait and see. If there are some black parents involved in this and what their sentences are going to look like. I think a lot of them fled out. Please fled out. <laughs> a lot of them cop please. You know, I think a lot of them just cop please was like, okay, cool. You got me. Let me pay this money. And my kid don't go to school. Damn. All right, cool. Now I got to go to community college. My fault. But um, <laughs> before we decide if something is, is right or wrong or just or not, the sad reality is we live in a point in time we have to ask the question, does this happen if the person is of the, of the other race? So now we have to ask, just curious, and I'm asking you a question, you know, seriously. If Felicity Huffman is not Felicity Huffman and saved Nisi Nash, still get two weeks? What do you think? Uh, I don't know. Because then there's going to be a class thing. So will her class help her well, in this situation? This absolutely situation? is a class thing. This is yeah. absolutely a class thing first. This is- yeah, that's what I'm saying. She might. She might. I honestly don't know. That would be a good question. That's a one I don't know the answer right. to, but I think her class would help her a lot. But would her race help her in this situation? I don't know. Because like I said, there is levels to it, like you said. I'm... So I don't know if her race will be her downfall and her class can't save her, or the class will just trump everything. I don't know. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know... I'd like to sit here and say I'm fairly sure if it was Nisi Nash and not Felicity Huffman, you'd get the same result. But we don't want to say I'm sure on that. We don't know. Because murder is murder is murder, right? right? However, somehow the death penalty is disproportionately applied to black men. Right. Now again, I'm aware there, there, there's tears to life. Let's be all the way real with this. You can check crime statistics. There's tears to life. If you're a black man, you kill a white man, 
you get the chair. <laughs> You're done. You're done, done. Done. Like, there's tears. Sadly, if you kill a black woman, yeah, just don't do that no more. <laughs> Granted, it's not, okay, y'all joke aside, it's not that bad, but when you start looking at the penalties, the aggregate of the penalties, yeah, it's, 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 it's a thing. Like, you kill a white boy, you're, you're done. Gas chamber. Have a nice life. But, you know, murder is murder is murder. I kill somebody, I get the death penalty. Actually, it doesn't work that way. It, it hasn't been working that way. So, I want to say, hey, same crime, different skin tone, same result. He's seen Ash, does a couple weeks, and that's that. But, sadly, at this point in 2019, it's a roll of the dice. We don't know. Nope. And there it is again. You have to ask the question. If this person is not white in privilege, do you have the same result? And sadly, I can say, I don't. Yeah, I know what I'd like to believe, but I, I don't know. And on the other <laughs> end of it, same question. If this was a white person who used a different address to have their white kid go to a different school, do they get five years? Probably not. Now, see, interesting. Now, now see what you did there? Very interesting that automatically when the crime is of a a lower income bracket, for lack of a better way to put it, we almost automatically know there's not going to be the equal the equal penalty. But when we're talking this high class stuff, maybe, maybe, maybe. Right. But um, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's I I don't know, and I hate that I have to ask. But continue. But yeah, just the thing with hers is is class saving you. Like your money can actually save you at this point, no matter your race. But. That's a 50-50 versus if you're both broke and you're white and black, we already know who's going to get the worst end of the stick. This has just been proven by history. So, it's, it's, I know, I'm curious to see if she actually does her two weeks. That would be like, that, that would be comedy. That would be comedy. Like, you went to jail for literally two weeks. What the hell? <laughs> right. Two week jail stay. Like you OG now, yo. You did it. <laughs> but um if that concludes college portion <laughs> of the show. Um, so we touched on this earlier. Um this is gonna be a case of you know, we're gonna we're gonna do a quick great quick great debate. You and I can disagree on this. I'm not sure how we ended on this besides our love of horror movies, Hello? but we were talking about Freddy Krueger, right? And the the legend of Freddy Krueger is actually almost more known than how. Okay, so the reason Freddy Krueger is so disfigured is because he got burned. Well, here's where this gets interesting. He got burned 